What's up, y'all? It's been a while. This is Chuck West back with another episode of the Anime Storytelling Podcast. Did you miss me? <laughs> well, it's Christmas Eve and I come bearing gifts, the gift of anime storytelling ideas. A very special welcome to our first-time listeners. This is the uh, show where we discuss how anime, anime music, and anything else in between inspires us to tell great stories. Now, I know tis the season to watch Goblin Slayer, and everyone's on that. I want to talk about an anime that's actually been around for 30 years. An anime, a movie, that is. An anime movie that people have given a lot of props and respect. Probably to go down as one of the most popular anime movies of all time. I'm talking about Akira, or Akira, as it's pronounced. That's right, folks. Akira just had its 30-year anniversary just a few months ago. And to this day, I can understand why people still love it. But I want to talk about that as a way of showing you guys and reminding you guys, reminding all of us, how important it is to have a great story idea as the foundation for whatever anime or whatever song, whatever thing you're doing. As long as you have a good story, when other things are a little bit shaky or below par, things still tend to turn out okay. And Akira is a great example of that. Let's remember, for the past 30 years, Akira has been heralded as one of the greatest anime movies, the greatest, excuse me, one of the greatest anime movies of all time, and that is because of its story, not because of its animation. Now, is the animation itself bad? Well, that depends on how you look at it. And I'm not talking about the image quality. After all, the movie came out in 1988. I know we can't expect it to be the high-definition, clear-as-a-bell visual that we see today in 2018. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about faces. That's right, character faces. Have you noticed that most of the characters in Akira have the same damn face? Sure, some of them are boys or girls, men or women, young or old, human or, I'm going to say alien, computer genius with wrinkly, greenish turquoise skin. <laughs> But nevertheless, the eyes and mouths and the head shapes are all very similar. Canada looks like Tetsuo, looks like Akira, looks like just about everyone else in the movie. <laughs> Sorry, I'm blanking on some of the character names, but think of it this way. With all these character faces looking so similar, all blending into each other. Why is Akira still respected as such a great anime movie? It's because of the story. A gripping tale of the future of Neo-Tokyo after the Japanese government drops an atom bomb on Tokyo. And then years later, a bike gang with the likes of Canada, Tetsuo, and others are caught up in an accident, primarily Tetsuo, who has a crash with huh, 
a little kid with old man skin. <laughs> That's how I'll describe it. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But this little kid that Tetsuo crashes into is no ordinary person. Thus, Tetsuo's crash with this kid awakens the power of Akira within him. And what happens next? It gets pretty crazy. The battle between Kaneda and Tetsuo begins. And this is the kind of battle that a lot of us can relate to. Because Kaneda is the bike gang leader. He's a tough guy. He's the one that everyone takes orders from. Meanwhile, Tetsuo, he's kind of a second in command. But if you look, if you look into their back history, you'll see that Tetsuo was a kid who was outcasted, a little bit teased, made fun of, kind of. And he always wants to prove himself. Now, I can't speak for girls, but as guys, we know what it's like to be in either Kaneda or Tetsuo's, or both Kaneda and Tetsuo's position. Wanting to be the leader, wanting to prove oneself, getting into a rivalry, letting our negative emotions take the better of us. As with Tetsuo, how his powers got to his head and he started just really messing up the city and even ended up crushing his own girlfriend in the process but hey, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. But because this kind of story is so relatable in terms of the characters' incentives, you know, they really revolt against authority. They're considered the young punks. They're looked at as less than less than trash almost. They're they're considered the the not the washups, but the the outcasts, the the kids who were just bad kids, the kids who really just can't be made good, the kids who are considered crap. Now, as as children, at some point or another, we had some sort of issue with adults with authority. Hopefully, it was nothing too crazy, but we've always had some instance where. We didn't agree with what the higher-ups told us, and we really wanted to revolt, but we felt like we couldn't. We felt powerless. And that's what Akira is about, a story of power. And because these kinds of issues are so relatable, the fact that everybody's eyes and heads look so similar to each other doesn't stop Akira from being one of the most popular anime movies of all time. Kanye West makes references to Akira in his raps. And it had nothing to do with how the characters were drawn. It had to do with the story that was told. I've said this before, creating something relatable. I've said this in previous episodes. Making something that really hits the audience on a deep emotional level. We felt that pain of feeling outcasted. We felt that pain of wanting to have power. We felt that pain of temptation, wanting to use our powers for bad, wanting to rule everything, wanting to be top dog, wanting to be the shit. Still happens today with ourselves, with the people around us, friends, family. Some may say the government. Of course, the government. That's a power struggle all in itself. And this is why Akira is considered so popular. I remember 
about a year or so ago, I was hanging out with some friends of mine who love to draw. I love drawing too, but they love it much more than I do. And we were watching Dragon Ball Super together. And my two friends were complaining about how the animators drew Goku's Super Saiyan 3 a little strangely. Things seemed off. And when they paused the video and showed it to me, I couldn't help but agree. They were right. But in the end, it didn't matter to me. I still wanted to watch Dragon Ball Super. I still wanted to see how Goku was going to handle Beerus. I still wanted to see how the story was going to play out. And hopefully my fellow manga artists, mangaka, fellow anime artists, hopefully animators who listen to this show will not be offended. I just hope that everyone can realize, yes, we want to draw things well. Yes, we want to do we want to do the best animation that we can. We want to have the best kind of graphics possible. So many people love Sword Art Online. <laughs> I always have trouble pronouncing that. Sword Art Online. Gotta say it slowly. Sword Art Online. A lot of people love that show. A lot of people hate it as well. No one can deny the quality of the animation though. It's digital, it's up to date. It's sparkly. It's beautiful. But there are so many folks who hate the show because of how the plot really develops. Of how the plot plays out. Meanwhile, to drive the point home here, Akira has some issues with <laughs> making a lot of their characters' faces look the same. And it's still considered amazing. Dragon Ball Super had some issues with drawing Goku correctly, but people still tuned in to watch. That is why story will always be the core foundation of whatever project we take on, of whatever movie we make, of whatever song we write, of whatever manga we write and draw, of whatever... whatever creative endeavor we get into. It is the story that matters most. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a happy Christmas Eve. Have Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And I will see you all again soon. Peace.